Llegó la venta en Vuelve la Alegría de JCPenney. Completa tu lista de regalos y ahorra 25% extra con el cupón de esta semana. O ahorra hasta 80% en joyería fina con ofertas Redbow después del cupón. Visita Sephora dentro de JCPenney y encuentra las marcas de belleza y perfumes que les encantan. Y aprovecha y entrega tu auto. Juntos en celebración y paz. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas del 20 al 24 de diciembre. Aplican condiciones y exclusiones. Sephora se excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com. Curling fans, you've come to the one place with everything you need involving USA Curling and more. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th In Sports Network and hosts Price Atkinson and Joe Calabrese. Get ready for everything you need to know. News, interviews, points of view, and club spotlights. Anything involving USA Curling can be found here. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th In Sports Network. Now, here are Price and Joe. All right, welcome into the Wings Event Center here in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th In Sports Network. I'm Price Atkinson, and he is the godfather, Joe Calabrese. And we are going to get into everything as it's been a busy, fun, awesome week here in Kalamazoo. Some incredible crowds, but the playoffs are now set on the men's and women's side. We're going to do this in two segments, Joe, is we're going to talk about the women first and we'll get into the men second. But the women's round robin play has now come to an end. I'll let you go ahead and take it from there as we've got four, not three, like originally scheduled, one, two, three, page playoff, but four teams that are into the women's playoff here at the 2019 USA Curling Nationals. Yeah, not too unexpected uh, price. The top four women's teams, Nina Roth and Jamie Sinclair, uh, Corey Christensen and Stephanie Seneker. But we were originally thinking we were going to have three playoff teams, but what happened was we had a two-way tie for third. So essentially the tiebreaker game is a page playoff game to get into the 2-3 game of the playoffs, which will be happening on uh, tomorrow at uh, 1 p.m. So it uh, should be an interesting uh, run. We had uh, Nina Roth and Jamie Sinclair, both 6-1 and one at the top. In their uh, matchup, Sinclair won in sort of an unusual way. Nina was up three. Uh, this was way back on Sunday. And then uh, uh, Sinclair came back with a three and then a steal of three in the 10th. So that's how they wound up getting the 6-1 and one record. And they do not um, declare the number one seed based on head-to-head. They actually have to play off a game, so that's what's going to happen. It's sort of like a, a traditional page playoff now. And so uh, Jamie Sinclair had a great week up until really yesterday, and what wound up happening was uh, Stephanie Seneker played an all-out aggressive game at the end and uh, wound up winning in a steal. Um, and, you know, that's been their game. Stephanie uh, won their last, I believe, three games to get into this situation and uh, the last game against Rhyme also in a really tricky spot Rhyme had a chance to maybe put things away in the 10th end winds up going to an 11th and uh, Stephanie Seneker uh, just nailed it and draw to the eight foot to win so that's that's your that's what's going to happen we got Nina Roth versus Jamie the loser of that is going to play the winner of Christensen and Seneker all right, before we go any further, let's go ahead and uh, hear from the birthday girl herself, Stephanie Seneca. It's her birthday. Also, happy Valentine's Day, but most certainly happy birthday. Here's the skip of Team Seneca, Stephanie Seneca herself. All right, back down here with Stephanie Seneca. The winning skip here over Team Rhyme, 6-5. to five. 
extra ends. What a grinder, Stephanie, you, into the tiebreaker. That's what I know it was what it was all about, getting to shot to play from the playoffs. Yep, that's exactly it. We just need to make sure we got another W today and keep our playoff hopes alive, and we managed to do that. It wasn't the prettiest win, but we still stuck it out, and we got it done. Take us through the week for you all. Um, good start. One or two hiccups, literally only two, but really a kind of a win over Jamie that I don't want to say ignited you guys, but a fantastic shot by you on your last rock. And you guys knock off Jamie and really may have some momentum, especially with this extra end going into the tiebreaker later. Yeah, it does feel good to get these wins at the end of the week. We had a couple hiccups early. We lost our first one to Roth, but had a good game. And then we lost to Corey, and we get to have a rematch against them, which is good. We're looking forward to that. So, yeah, we're feeling really good headed into the, uh, the tiebreaker. So you're the birthday girl, the big birthday girl here. So what are you going to do to celebrate the rest of your day, especially coming off a win? <laughs> Got to have some fun. Relax. Watch at least one goofy movie. We've, we've gone through quite a few, Anchorman, Tropic Thunder, Dumb and Dumber. So we'll see what's on tap for today. But maybe eat a, a birthday donut and uh, stretch out and relax and get ready for the next game. Can I throw in a suggestion? Maybe Goon should be on the playlist. You're all Adonises. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I love you, Stephanie Seneca. All right, well, congratulations. Uh, Team Seneca, Team Christensen in the 3-4. I shouldn't say 3-4. It feels like a 3-4, but the tiebreaker. Tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock on Friday here at Wings Event Center. Congrats, Steph. Thank you so much. Bro. Happy birthday. Thanks. All right, Joe, and that was the team that we thought, if there was a dark horse coming into this, that the dark horse outside of the three women's high-performance programs that could throw a wrench in it, the one team was, without a doubt, overwhelming Stephanie Seneca's team. Yeah, you know, Stephanie Seneca and that win, you know, they, they snapped a 17-game winning streak at Nationals by Jamie Sinclair, which dated back to uh, two years. Um, and, boy, what it was such an entertaining game, too. Uh, Seneca team, I think, they leave you on you know the edge of your seats because you never know if it's going to be terrific or some sort of a crazy outcome. And... You know, they've managed to, to not have that crazy outcome, even though they take crazy amount of risk. And it's a lot of fun to watch, that's for sure. I'm looking forward to that matchup against Christensen. They have been one of the most fun teams to watch here because they have nothing to lose. And the, what you mentioned just a few minutes ago about the game they played and beat Jamie Sinclair in the other night, they went all out aggressive. And there were a couple calls where Jamie could have gone and maybe tried to go for a, a, a double um, that she played conservatively. Uh, and I don't want to say that she played, you know, not to lose, but I think it was, for me, it was just more apparent that Team Seneca played to win, and they were going to throw everything out there that they had to do to win the game, and they did. And I feel like that really kind of gave them a shot of momentum. They were coming off a win against Duberstein, um, but that shot of momentum, and then today, coming into the game today, it was it was close, but they get out of it in an extra in. So they're on their toes. I mean, I feel like they're in a perfect spot right now in terms of you know some of the games and the way they play going into the playoffs. You know, Team Sinclair, also who you mentioned, you know, they have had a great week, and that uh, – uh, you know, that winning streak did come to an end. You know, you'll hear from Jamie in just a second, caught up with Jamie, um, you know, today for a few minutes before their game tomorrow against Nina Roth at, at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. But, you know, Jamie made mention of a lot of talk has been made of the three-peat, the chance to win three straight nationals, Joe. But she made specific mention again that she has really the whole time this talk has been ongoing that this is a different Team Sinclair team. You have the twins now in the middle of the lineup. Yeah, you know, it, it certainly is a different team makeup, and I think it probably lends itself to playing a more aggressive style. We, you know Vicki Persinger and, and her ability to take rocks out, and I bet you that there's a slight 
change in strategy from Sinclair. Um, it's going to probably force her to play a little bit more aggressively, put a little more rocks in play, and I think that that'll be an interesting matchup when they get up against Roth, who really was dominating in their game until, until that ninth end. Um, we'll have to see what winds up happening in that one. All right, here's uh, the skip of Team Sinclair, Jamie Sinclair herself. All right, Jamie, uh, give us a rundown through your week. I know you're excited. Playoffs are here. That's what the name of the game was all about for you guys and pretty much everybody here is to get into the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, step one was to qualify, so we're happy we did that. Um, it's been a long week, but we've had a lot of really good games, so I uh, feel like we're, we're in a good spot. We're making a lot of shots, and we're feeling confident going into the playoffs. Had a little bit of a grind there this afternoon against uh, Duberstein. They, uh, they push you, but you make that last shot. Beauty, beautiful last shot there to, to escape any kind of trouble and to get into the playoffs. But you now, how are you feeling? This is We've talked about it before. You won two in a row. This is a chance at a three-peat. Now it becomes a lot more realistic with that that business behind you yeah I think really close games like we just had are were important for us I think it was important for us to be pushed and um, it makes us really focus and really and really dig in and and feel that pressure so um, I think it's been really good for us and like I said it's just it's putting us in the right mindset going into playoffs um it, it is a new team so this is a new situation for us um, so we're just hoping to go out there and put all of our hard work together and hope it all pays off we had some great crowds here this week in Kalamazoo. You know, tomorrow is going to be nothing short of a packed house. But you know, how much are you looking forward to having this kind of atmosphere here for a U.S. Nationals, a semifinal playoffs, and then hopefully a championship final Saturday? Yeah, I know it's been great all week, and I can only imagine that the playoffs are are going to be. Uh even more so um, it's really fun to play in front of a, a big crowd it's nice to hear those cheers after a, a nice shot and uh, it's just that's that's what we do you know it's um, that's why we're athletes that's why we're at they're competing we're uh, we're putting on the show for the fans that's for sure I understand it's uh, one of the team mom's special birthday today on Valentine's Day how is that how y'all gonna ring in the, the Valentine's Day afternoon here in Kalamazoo a little uh, team uh, team outing or birthday dinner yeah a lot of love going around today that's for sure um, yeah I think we're we're gonna take it easy probably go out to dinner have maybe a nice little steak, <laughs> celebratory steak dinner, as we always do. Yep. All right. Congratulations, Jamie. We'll see you later. All right. Thank you. All right. There you heard Jamie uh, getting ready for a 1 o'clock game again, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time against Nina Roth. The winner of that game goes straight into Saturday's championship final. So a big one between, I don't think there's any any argument about it, the two top teams in U.S. in U.S. women's curling right now. So let's go ahead and take a look at one of the other teams, and that other team that we're talking about is Team Roth, Joe. And you talk about another one that has had a great week. You mentioned specifically the game against Jamie uh, that they, I don't want to say it was in hand, but there were some tricky things. They got a couple unlucky breaks in the game. Um, you know, when you almost know each other so well, in, in, in something I asked uh, Becca Hamilton about here that you'll hear from, you know, do you get excited playing the same team that you know so well? I'll let her answer that. But, you know, this is the kind of showdown that I think a lot of people, at least around the U.S., you know, USA curling fans, you know, expected, and that's what we're going to get uh, in this game with Nina and Jamie. Yeah, you know, um, in that game uh, against Jamie, Peterson had uh, – Tabitha Peterson had maybe one of the most unfortunate peel racks that I've ever seen and just really uh, it, it killed their chances in that end and really uh, propelled Jamie to victory and it was very unfortunate uh, in that situation but you know looking at these line scores I mean Roth is just look on fire right now I mean they 
they're just putting up numbers in terms of points for that are just uh, outstanding. Uh, over 10 in their last three games, and really, you know, the Sinclair game was the only one where they scored uh, less than seven. So um, I really expect big things from them. This, I think this five-rock rule really does favor a team like Nina Roth, who's already had a lot of experience playing with a lot of rocks in play. Yep, absolutely. Every single one of their wins by has been by at least four. So they have not had to come down and, and try and win a close one. But you mentioned so, that exact thing is the five rock rule. That is a big advantage for Nina. Yeah, you know what? And, that, and their first game was against Stephanie Seneker, who, you know, maybe was just getting used to what was going on here. That was the only game I really felt like Seneker had um, that was sort of out of hand for her. She didn't have uh, the control that she had uh, had in all of her other games. Uh, I'm looking forward to see how she sort of handles that if they wind up matching up again. Because, honestly, I think Seneca has done a really good job of keeping their team out of trouble. Yep, so here's Becca Hamilton, the second for Team Roth. All right, down here at Becca Hamilton, second for Team Roth. And, Becca, good week so far, but really what it comes down to is step one accomplished into the playoffs. Definitely. Uh, going into the week, our first goal is always to qualify. Um, so now that we did that, our next goal is to move forward. Uh, we have, I think, a 1-2 game mm-hmm. and then uh, and then the final. So hopefully we can just get this done in two games. Not quite unexpected to see a uh, Roth-Sinclair 1-2 game here for the, uh, for the spot in the final. You guys know each other so well. I mean, it, there's not really much more you can do to prepare outside of just go and get some rest. But what do you do, try and do anything differently at all against Jamie tonight? You know, uh, I think... We're probably just going to go into this game looking like any other game. We need to keep our energy up, um, keep our communication up. We always play better uh, when when those are high and hopefully come away with a W this time. How much do you enjoy playing against the same team over and over? You know, is it fun or is it just is it boring? You know, I always like playing uh, a variety of teams. We play Jamie a lot, but, I mean, she's the other top team in the U.S., so, so we expect it. And... Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll come away with a W on this one. We'd be remiss if we didn't say Happy Valentine's Day, Becca. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day. Thanks to Becca for a few minutes there. And Joe, finally, you know, our fourth and final team, Team Corey Christensen. And, you know, they had a, uh, they've had a couple roller coasters here, uh, but really one against Team Traxler today that they looked like the game was in hand and all of a sudden you blink. Um, and, and it's a tie game, but... Corey blanks the ninth and, and plays the tenth tied with, uh, and, and they get it done eight to seven to avoid any kind of catastrophic situation. But Corey and uh, company, her rank going to take on Stephanie Seneker in that basically a uh, win to get in situation, or you can look at it as a three four tie break, however you want to call it. But you know that game will be played simultaneously, Joe, at the same time that Nina and Jamie are also on the ice tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at the Christensen uh, games, and they won all the games they were supposed to, and they probably lost the two that maybe they were not favored in. But you know what? You know, now that they're they're in, you know, anything can happen. And I, I really do like the makeup of their team. I do think that they have what it takes to win this thing. They were my pick going in, and I actually think they're going to be my pick uh, right now. I, I do think that they have a very good chance right now uh, going forward. Uh, really quickly, you mentioned Traxler. Oh, my goodness. 
I, they were sort of that unknown we talked about before in the podcast, but, you know, I am so impressed with Ariel Traxler and that team and what they are able to accomplish. Um, they might not have uh, done really well in the stands, but, man, does she call a great game. And I, I really have uh, high hopes that she'll continue in this uh, path and, and move herself towards uh, future national championships. Yeah, I heard Derek Brown or one of the U.S. Uh, coaches talking about Ariel Traxler uh, up on the media, up on the bench up here, and, and and they said that exact same same thing. What you just said is just that she calls a really good game, and you know before we'll we'll wrap up this uh, on the women's side here in a second. Let's just get Corey Christensen, you know, and her thoughts uh, getting ready for tomorrow's game against Seneca. All right here with Corey Christensen and Corey. Uh, they got a little dicey there in that game, but you guys prevail and now five and two into the uh, through the round robin, I should say. You're making me laugh, but uh, yeah, it did get a little dicey. Take us back through that uh, rough end and missing your last two shots, but you guys, you know, you come through in the end. Is what most what's most important? Yeah, um, Team Traxler played really well, um, and we started off pretty strong and then kind of let up again in that that eighth end and gave up the three there. Um, missed my last two shots. Um, but, you know, we kind of stuck with it, and I'm um, proud of the girls for being really resilient and patient in that game. And, yeah, all that matters is we got the W. We got a few things to clean up before we go into playoffs. But, um, yeah, we're feeling good. So it's a little bit different. You know, one, two, three, three qualifiers for the playoff. It's kind of changed a little bit, but it's really going to be a one, two, three, four situation now as you guys play Team Seneker again. Mm-hmm. What are you guys going to do to prepare? Because that game, obviously, not till tomorrow. You're going to have some time off, regroup. You're going to get on the ice, practice a little bit, maybe, between now and then? Yeah, I think, um, you know, just take the good things from that game. Obviously, we've had a lot of good things and a lot of a lot of momentum throughout the week. Um, great World Cup leading into this. So I think um, leaning on the, the good things that we've had going on this week and, uh, and keep our focus up and get ready for tomorrow. So what's Kalamazoo been like for you guys this week? What, what's been the highlight maybe away from the ice? I know you guys have gotten to do something or whether it be autograph signing, a good dinner out, a steak or something. What, what's been the highlight for you guys away from this building, which that's the only place we've basically seen? Yeah, um, and actually we've all been working and doing schoolwork a ton, trying to keep up with everything. But um, we've had a few good dinners out and about. And then um, it was really fun having the autograph session too, the the, the arena has been really busy all week and that's really great to see and I heard that it's sold out for this weekend so I'm really looking forward to playing in front of a big crowd and it's great to see people out watching and into the sport special day special holiday Valentine's Day what does Valentine's Day mean to Corey Christensen oh gosh I'm always at nationals so I don't really celebrate it my mom just got us some chocolates and a little card too though so that was cute but yeah nothing too crazy awesome congratulations we'll see you tomorrow thanks nice price all right, thanks, Corey, and happy Valentine's Day to you know all the all the teams that made the playoffs and all the teams uh, all the teams that didn't make the playoffs, and certain to, certainly to everybody listening uh, to us shows. It's Valentine's Day, and we're spending it here in Kalamazoo. But you know, a couple other the, uh, of the other teams to mention, you know, um, not making the playoffs. Let's just go ahead and run it down. Amory Duberstein, three and four. Ariel Traxler, who we just talked on, two and five. And Podol, one and six making their return second trip to uh, to Nationals from out of Fargo. And then Kim Rhyme. Uh, unfortunately, Team Rhyme didn't get the taste of victory. They finished 0-7 right there against Seneca. Uh, but even to the teams that did not make it, I mean, Anne-Marie Duberstein was a lot of fun to watch play. And, you know, she had a rough one uh, the other night. Uh, a game that I, I know didn't go the way they wanted to against Stephanie Seneker, which she had a couple uh, shots to, to win it and, and couldn't get it done, but really bounced back strong with a win over 
um, Team Rhyme yesterday, and then had Sinclair really down, basically made Jamie throw the final rock to win it. You know, that's another young junior team to look out for. But all in all, on, on the women's side of the field, we just saw some great games uh, from start, from the very start on, on Sunday to where we just finished here today on Thursday. Yeah, talking about Duberstein uh, real quickly, you know, what I love about them is they were not afraid to mix it up with Jamie. I saw tons of rocks in play, um, you know, trying to play the angles correctly, um, not not playing afraid or defensively. They tried to play offense, and they really took it to her. And Bacon Jamie Sinclair throw her last stone against two there. Um, they were both in the forefoot. If Jamie throws it a little little too hard, uh, she comes out of there with a victory, and, and uh, Nina would have been clear of the field. So, uh, really good things, I think, as far as some of these younger teams are concerned uh, for the U.S. women. Yep, congratulations to all the teams that were here, all eight teams that just comprised uh, another great field here on the women's side. It just brought us some some really good thrills and a spill or two here uh, or there. But, you know, Joe, we're going to talk about the men uh, after we take this break. But, you know, real quick, just to set the stage, uh, the championship final will be played on Saturday. The women, The women's final will be played before the men. Uh, but the winner of the women's final, this not like in a couple of years in the past, the women's final winner will go straight to the World Championship in Denmark next month. So a whole lot on the line. You get a spot in the Champions Cup, uh, uh, the last Grand Slam of the season being played up in uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan later in April. So really a lot on the line, but you know, just a couple big games that we're all going to be tuned in for. And Joe, I'll let it, you tell everybody, but you know, everything you can see, everything streamed live right on TESN. Yeah, actually, you go to tesn.us and you can find the link right to the USA Curl web stream page. And, you know, that's the best way probably to find us. You can see the schedule, who's going to play when. And uh, you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter and you get updates uh, on schedule changes, anything that might happen between uh, now and those playoffs. Yep, Facebook, Twitter, all kinds, all the different social media platforms, a lot of behind-the-scenes coverage that your wife, Elise, has been helping to bring uh, behind the scenes and Facebook Lives and, you know, pictures of our fifth and break guest and things going on here in and around the Wings Event Center. The staff here has been fantastic, and i got to tell you real quick, before we take the break and talk about the Menjo, the folks here with the Kalamazoo Curling Club, Marcus Gleaton and everybody, he's been a guest, and we're not just trying to uh, give him the pat on the back because he's our friend and, you know, past guest. These folks here in Kalamazoo and with this club have done beyond yeoman's work with volunteers, the long hours, the staff. This has just been a championship that has just been fantastic and at the center of it has been the Kalamazoo Curling Club folks. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, all that hard work is about to pay off big time because during the playoffs, all these tickets are going to be sold out and we're going to be bringing in extra bleachers from what I understand. So because of the capacity of this building is, is not that big. So they're going to bring in a, a whole set of bleachers just to uh, line up one of the sheets and bring in all the extra people that want to go. I, I was at the uh, hotel today and somebody saw my credentials and said, hey, where's this event going to be? And I said, told them it was going to be at Wings Event Center. But you know what? You may be out of luck because I think the tickets are all sold out. Yep, that's a great problem to have. And so we're going to step out of here, take this break, uh, and come back. And we're going to talk about the men's side of things here uh, at the 2019 USA Curling Nationals. But, again, once again, happy Valentine's Day as we're coming to you here on Thursday, February the 14th. hope uh, you all have a, a special Valentine's Day with your loved one, wherever you are. But appreciate everybody listening that you can listen to us every single week uh, on the I Apple Podcast app, uh, iTunes. If you're an Android user, uh, you can certainly use the Google Play app, Stitcher. Easy, 
ways you can listen to this podcast. But, of course, one of the easiest shows is just to go straight to tsn.us forward slash podcast. Listen to it right there online. Uh, but do download, subscribe. We appreciate everybody that uh, that does subscribe. It comes right to your phone every single week. And if you got time to give us a rating, we'd really appreciate it because it makes it easier to find for other curling and sports fans and enthusiasts around the country. All right, Joe, we're coming right back here to the Wings Event Center. We're going to continue on and talk about the men's side of things and way the playoffs look with the guys. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on the Extra Extra End. All right, back again here. Now we're going to talk about the men's side of the 2019 USA Curling National Championships as the men's side of the field is set for the playoffs, Joe. And Schuster, Richie, they pretty much steamrolled through the round robin. They only tasted defeat each one time. That big matchup obviously going to Schuster when they went head-to-head. But nonetheless, it's the two teams we expected at the top. At uh, Just one loss in round robin. They're going to go at it in the one-two page playoff game tomorrow. And then the other two uh, playoff teams in the three-four page game also to be played at one o'clock tomorrow will be Todd Burr uh, and Corey Dropkin, what's known as Team Fenner. Or also, if you really like that team, the Young Bucks. But Schuster, Persinger... Fenner and uh, Burr. That's the way we see it, Joe. No surprise, really outside of the top two is what we expected, but three, four, maybe a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think everybody understands that Schuster and Ruinen are probably the two best men's teams in the country. But you know what? Uh, Fenner, they started to find their game second half of this round robin, and they uh, put themselves in a position where they uh, may be able to challenge. And they got to win uh, three games, but you know what? They're capable of doing it. Fenner's won four now, four in a row after they lost, what, two in a row, three in a row? They they were really kind of in a little bit of a hole, Joe, but they have more than dug themselves out. And really kind of interesting that they finished with Todd Burr in a game that they were trailing in, and then they got a steal, then a force of one, and then they got a a deuce to take control and and finish that one out against Todd. They played that one this afternoon or this evening, uh, depending on when you kind of started or stopped. But they're going to be going back at it again tomorrow any advantage to having just played you know i think if it were pretty much any other skip i would be a little bit concerned for for a team like burr but you know what todd burr he's seen everything done everything and i don't think it's going to be a problem you know they they ended that game and i'm sure they went right back to the hotel getting some sleep and they're going to be ready to go tomorrow all right let's hear from Corey dropkin uh from uh team fenner in the young bucks here's what Corey had to say after the win against todd all right, Corey Dropkin down here after punching a ticket into the playoffs. A win tonight, a grinder against Todd Burr. You guys kind of dug one out but but stayed ahead and uh, remained there late in the game. But 6-4 winner over Todd. You're into the playoffs. Had a little bit of a hiccup middle of the week, but now you've won four in a row. You can't have a better way to start getting ready for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. as you said, you know, we're on a, we're on a win streak right now, and we're feeling good. We, we – uh, you know, we've won four games in a row, and, uh, and you know, we had a little bit of a hiccup a little bit earlier in the week. Just, uh, you know, we kind of just said to each other, you know, we're playing well. We just got to make one or two more shots and really get our, our draw weight down, kind of get rock placement on our, kind of get upper hand on the rock placement and, you know, and uh, and just keep sticking the games out, keep focusing on one one rock and one end at a time and um, and kind of see how things roll. So, you know, we've been, we've been grinding them out. You know, they haven't been easy ones, but uh, but we're here. So you guys will play Burr again now in the 3-4 game tomorrow. To play in them tonight, 
did you get any kind of read on strategy and things, what they might, how they might do it? I mean, tomorrow, I mean, tomorrow's a new day, but anything you pick up from tonight that you take into tomorrow with what they do? Um, yeah, I mean, we've played, we've played Burr and those guys quite a bit uh, in the past, and so we kind of have a feel for their game plan. Um, so nothing too, too surprising. Um, you know, the biggest thing is we just got that win to, to secure Hammer to, for that 3-4 game. So, you know, that's what we're mostly uh, concentrated on as well as just playing our game and playing how we can play. Thanks, Corey. Yep, no problem. Thank you, Price. And that was Corey Dropkin. And now, you know, Todd Bird, the Steely veteran, you know, Todd is a guy that, uh, you know, he's a tactician out there. You know, it's not flashy, uh, but it's about getting the job done. And that's what they did again. Here's Todd Burr real quick on what he had to say heading into the playoffs. May not have gone you guys way tonight, but it doesn't matter. You guys have uh, won the battle here in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, we're, we're gonna, we knew coming in that more than likely we'd be facing them again, win or lose. Uh, the odds were, were in their favor. So, but you'd like, you'd, you'd like to get one up, you know. There's nothing, never anything wrong with uh, having a win on, on somebody. Well, how do you guys feel like you're playing? I mean, you had, you've had obviously a strong week here. What, five and three, no, six and four through seven and Six and three. Six and three through the round. Yeah, yeah. We, we've been here long enough, but yeah, you guys got to be you got to be pleased with the week you've had overall. Now that the second part of the season begins, so to speak, with the playoffs against Dropkin. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. It certainly could go worse. Um, we, we, you know, they're not going to run away from it. We lost to the three playoff teams, so that's uh, something we're going to have to turn around here. But you know, fortunately, we didn't have to beat them in the round robin. Now we do. Thanks, Tom. Yep. All right, Joe. So that's our uh, two of our. Uh, our 3-4 game there between Team Finner and Team Burr. Uh, then we go now and start talking about uh, Richie and John going at it again, which I believe, I'll let you uh, break some news, but uh, which will be the featured game tomorrow? Boy, I don't know. I don't know which game is going to be on what sheet, so that really makes a big difference. But you know what? We'll, we're going to show all of them as best we can. I mean, there are going to be four games going on at the same time. We normally try to feature a 3-4 game, but you know what? We're going to have a healthy dose of everything going on tomorrow. My understanding was I think that Schuster Ruin is going to be on Sheet C, but I am not. don't have any kind of confirmation on that. But nonetheless, TSN, we will have that all for you, all four games. Again, four games going to be played at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You've got the two games in the women's side, but also obviously our two men's games that we're talking about now. Uh, you know, tonight I thought it was interesting that, um, you know, for Richie and them playing against Senate, you know, they pull uh, Colin Huffman out at second, move Phil Tilker down, and then get Jared Allen out of the bullpen, Joe. And he doesn't just come in out of the bullpen. I mean, he gets a uh, he gets one of those uh, you know saves where you got to go what what three plus inning was it five innings to get that save. He got the save because he went six six ends tonight. Yeah, you know we we're calling that the curling hold. You know he, he comes in, he's three and zero oh now, I guess with three holds. So it's not so bad. Uh, you know, he looked pretty good out there, actually. I watched a few of his shots, and his slide looks pretty good, and they've swept him in the right places. What I'm really concerned about, though, is Tilker is billed as a lead. Let's face it. Yeah. He, the double peel game, just not there for Phil. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, 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 but with that all being said, Jared curled, I believe, at 74% for the game. That's not bad for those that want to have a little laugh. Look. He's getting better. I tell you, we watched him spend three hours over in the Kalamazoo Curling Club yesterday with Michael Roos. Those guys are putting the time in, Joe, and they're earning a lot of respect from a lot of people. Yes, I, I saw Jared's first rock was a little bit heavy through the house, but you know what? He really kind of dialed it back, and you know those adjustments that he made, 74% doesn't surprise me. That was a, it was a pretty solid performance out of him. 
Yeah, and his last rock in the tent then uh, was light, and Richie, the old man, had to get out of the house to help get it across the uh, the hog line. He said he also, he actually said we should have just go ahead and let it. We shouldn't have got it there. We should have let him pull it out. But anyway, it's going to be uh, Richie and John Schuster going at it. Here's Colin Huffman, the second for Team Ruining, talking about uh, you know the day getting Jared into the game and obviously going up against John again. All right, Colin, man, good run through the round robin, man. Uh, can't really ask for much better, but uh, I know you tasted uh, defeat just one time, but and you guys are rolling going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, our only loss was to John. Uh, we feel like we're playing really well. And, and one, thing, one thing about us that I think has been a strength all year and I think is a strength of any good curling team is making it that your kind of your worst game is still pretty darn good. Yeah. And, and right now we're playing really consistently, and, and we have a little bit of room to step it up, and hopefully we you know, do the moving in the playoffs. I know you guys kind of had this um, situation last year when you played Heat mm. three times, I believe, in the at Nationals, but a chance to maybe play John three yeah. times here. Yeah, I, I would love to. I don't think there's uh, enough separation between the two of us where anyone's winning all three this time, so you know we'll see what happens. But I, I look forward to the challenge, obviously. How about getting uh, Jared Allen some run in there tonight? Uh, went more than about an inning, or you know, an end or two. I mean, he got to finish that baby out all the way to the tent. Yeah, he, I mean, he's only got to play an end the last couple, and he fired one through and threw one short, and then made his other two shots perfect. So he got he got six ends of run this game. So yeah. it was great, honestly. The game got a little tight. Yeah. So you know, I'm, I'm sure he's going to have a lot of stories to tell us about what it was like out there, and just the fact that in a game where you're up, but you're having to hang on. It's, it's a different experience, something he's not really used to yet, so it's cool. Hashtag get off our lawn. Hashtag old as gold, son. <laughs> All right, that's Colin Huffman. All right, that's Colin Huffman. And now, you know, talking a little bit about Schuster, Joe, pretty much everything that we expected, what one loss. I'm trying to go back on all the games that we had. Their loss was to? Fenner. Fenner, there you go. I think that was the game, one of the game, maybe the game that got things started for the Young Bucks, you know, that uh, four-game win streak. But, you know, uh, John and those guys still, you got to think and consider them the overwhelming favorite. Yeah, you know, they ran uh, uh, the Corbett rink out of uh, the game pretty early this tonight. And you know what? That That's good. They were sharp. They won 9 nothing. I mean, they just dominated that game. And, you know, they're going to be ready for Richie. And, you know, what? the nice thing about being in that 1-2 game is for some reason you, you take a loss, you have a second chance. And that's uh, what they were playing for all week was to be in that 1-2 game. Yep, absolutely. So here's what John had to say. Caught up a few minutes with him, uh, you know, going into the playoffs tomorrow. And also a little bit about just what a great week it's been here uh, in Kalamazoo and just what a fantastic job the people here with the Kalamazoo Curling Club have done. All right, down here with John Schuster, and John made quick work tonight, 9-0. I know a little bit quicker night at the office than you expected, but good to end uh, the round robin on a winning note that, uh, you know, by, by all accounts, you guys just, you know, played really well. Yeah, it's uh, the last two games we've came out and, and did some good work with rock position. So, um, you know, for us, we just wanted to make sure that we tightened up, you know, that aspect of our game. We had had a three games in a row where they were really tight mm-hmm. and uh, and we struggled a little bit with getting rocks in good positions in the last two games we've turned it around mm-hmm. uh, you know regardless of what happened tonight you know you're going to play Richie and, and, and those guys so you know you know them pretty well you guys obviously duked it out in the round robin I know you're looking forward to it and as they are too to going at this thing once again yeah for sure so um, we know that we're going to have to come out and play a great game to get a win uh, against those guys anytime we play them and um, yeah, so we're just going to do what we can to, to be ready to, to hit the ice tomorrow and to come out and 
again, play our game and, and see what happens. Right, the, one of the underlying goals, unspoken like most teams, is just, just not to let Jared Allen get in the game. <laughs> or get him in the game real early because you're up by so many. Yeah, yeah no, it's um, – gosh, it's it's been a lot of fun to have uh, to have Michael and, and Jared around this week. Uh, it's been fun to see both of them, you know, getting a little bit of ice time. I know uh, Mike was razzing Jared a little bit. He's, he had 100% on the stat sheet, and Jared had a couple 50%ers out there. But uh, Jared's getting a lot more rocks in here tonight after we clinched – their game became kind of meaningless, so they got them out on the ice. It's pretty fun to see. What about the buzz they brought to the sport? You know, you guys played them uh, in, I think, one of their first real events, you know, on tour, per se. And, you know, it was against you guys nonetheless. But you know, they brought attention, and, you know, attention is always good for our sport. Yeah, I think it was it was huge to actually play them in the very first game that they kind of came up onto the world. Currently true that they got a chance to play against us. I was a little nerve-wracking going in because they had – Obviously, Benton and uh, Hunter Clausen playing with two of them. Yep. Uh, but, you know, it's anytime you can bring, you know, some attention to the sport. And, and these guys are doing it with the, you know, the greatest of hearts. They're not, everything about it is serious, and it's just fun to see. Um, you know, these guys obviously live a little bit of a different life being mm-hmm. professional athletes, you know, in the, in the tax bracket they're in. But, um, that, but they literally, I mean, other than the, the numbers being bigger, like they live very similar lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, to us, and we have very similar experiences, you know, with with sporting stuff and uh, and that kind of thing. And and it's fun to see their perspective in our sport. Last one for you, Kalamazoo has had some great crowds here this week. So uh, you've been down this road a couple times here, third time here, and you know, expecting big big packed house Friday, and then certainly for the final on Saturday. But and it, these folks here have thoroughly embraced, um, you know, from the Kalamazoo Curling Club to everybody in the community, this event and, and then some. Yeah, and, you know, and I've found out the more I've kind of hung out up around the crowds and stuff, there's, you know, I was just talking to a couple that, you know, drove down here from four hours north, and then there's a couple from Ohio mm-hmm. yesterday that were, were up here too. And it's not just, I mean, the, the city's definitely embracing it as well, but, you know, we're seeing fans from uh, probably three, four-hour per- perimeter coming in and, uh, and filling these seats and being excited about curling, and that uh, speaks volumes to where our sport's gone. Um, there was always people in the stands here for the finals, but uh, you wouldn't look up here and see the stands, you know, two-thirds full uh, on any night game during the during the week uh, in previous years, pretty much anywhere we play it, and to see that now, um, especially at this place with so much enthusiasm for the sport and actually having kind of now dedicated ice over here in the arena uh, is, is pretty special. Congratulations. Thanks, Bryce. All right, Joe, appreciate uh, all the players joining us uh, here uh, on this episode. But, you know, as we uh, wind this thing down slowly but surely, we got two games tomorrow or two draws tomorrow. The two draws tomorrow, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. tomorrow night for the semis. And certainly we will bring you the championship finals on Saturday right on TESN.us. Uh, and, of course, you can check uh, get the link at usacurl.org. Um, multitude of ways where you can get the link, but always go to tsn.us, Joe, for your home for all things USA curling, and certainly when it comes to the Nationals. Yeah, those finals are at 11 a.m. for the women on Saturday and uh, 3 p.m. on uh, for the men. And so go to tesn.us, and you can pick up the link and go right to the web stream page right from there. Mark your calendar as these guys are going to get ready for their media game. I'm going to go put this podcast together and get it up live. But, uh, again, it's been a fantastic week here. We've seen a lot of a lot of great shots, a lot of great games. 
But things really get down and dirty and get real tomorrow uh, on Friday with the playoffs beginning. Uh, but again, to everybody who's made a, a great week for us, has been a great help uh, up in the booth. Joe, uh, any last things you want to get out before we uh, we say goodbye? Because we'll probably come back with something uh, maybe later in the weekend and wrap this thing up. Just want to wish my wife, Elisa, a happy Valentine's Day. She's been helping out all week. She's been doing such a great job. Thanks so much. Atta baby, Joe. Atta baby. Taking care of business this morning with a card and I believe some yummy candy, her favorite. All right. Thanks for to everybody for listening. Appreciate uh, everybody downloading, subscribing. Again, we will come back to you a little bit later uh, in the weekend once we have our champions crowned and we'll get back on schedule next week. But once again, for myself, I'm Bryce Atkinson and for the Godfather himself, Joe Calabrese, inside the Wings Event Center, we will be back with a lot more. Stay tuned. Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Extra Extra In Podcast with Price Atkinson and Joe Calabrese. Follow the 12th In Sports Network crew on Twitter and Facebook to stay up on our weekly contests, giveaways, guests, and for upcoming episodes of the Extra Extra In Podcast. Llegó la venta en Vuelve la Alegría de JCPenney. Completa tu lista de regalos y ahorra 25% extra con el cupón de esta semana. O ahorra hasta 80% en joyería fina con ofertas Redbow después del cupón. Visita Sephora dentro de JCPenney y encuentra las marcas de belleza y perfumes que les encantan. Y aprovecha y entrega tu auto. Juntos en celebración y paz. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas del 20 al 24 de diciembre. Aplican condiciones y exclusiones. Sephora se excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com.